Welcome, friends, to a very special edition of Stick a Fork in It. I go with I, exciting. It is exciting. I this believe. Is an exciting special, edition. Powerful. Powerful. Larger oh, than life, good. I'm yeah. here to tell you. I was going to say championship edition champion. because I believe you are our first formal champion to actually be oh, on the podcast. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody yeah, from the right? Lightning, Bucks. No, Bowl. not yet. Well, no. Bucks, but not. We haven't had any of the, none of the Super Bowl guys Super yet. Bowl. Yeah, right. so mm-hmm. tag team champions. Maybe this where we year, begin. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> all right. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So. so our guest today is our good friend Thaddeus Bullard. Welcome, Thad. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, aka WWE. I was going to say, right. aka yeah. for, the, for what those, the free world knows him as. For those that's that are right. new to the podcast, to the Stick and Fork in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right, right. So, friend, how are you doing? I'm doing excellent. How are you? You good? Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. So, a lot of people know your story that mm-hmm. you're very public about, but you know, we want to know about you. But really, how do you? How did you focus in on Tampa Bay? Like, how long have you been here? Like, why Tampa Bay? Yeah. So I moved here to Tampa in 2005 originally to play for the Tampa Bay Storm, and. Uh, uh, my brother-in-law at the time, uh, Ernest Graham, mm-hmm. played running back uh, for the Gators, of course, uh, with me, and then came here to Tampa Bay. We'll, we'll uh, get to I, that little yeah. Yeah. comment uh, in a little bit. And uh, and so we all ended up deciding to stay here. I was down in Fort Myers, so I wasn't too far away, and uh, make Tampa home. It was just a great place for family, great schools yeah. uh, that we were in, in our area, and, uh, you know, we just... We just, I just saw a lot of potential in not only raising the family here, but hopefully, you know, building, um, building, an, uh, I guess, a legacy as, as far as what I'm able to get involved in and so many different, you know, awesome uh, nonprofit organizations that I had a chance to have a brief interaction with and then fell in love first with Academy Prep. Um, yeah, school, they do awesome school work. in Tampa and started teaching a class there with two guys, Charlie Poe and Jonathan Fields, which we've been teaching up to this point, 15 years now, uh-huh. a focus on success class where we do eight week courses uh, with uh, seventh grade uh, boys and then we do seventh grade girls and we usually do it twice a year. And it uh, basically helps them try to get on a path to success. The short version of it is uh, we go through these courses for seven weeks, and then in the eighth week we have what's called a celebration of success Mm -hmm. where everybody comes dressed 15 years into the future. Uh, And uh, so we have this, you know, breakfast, and and, uh, everybody comes dressed as, you know, hey, I'm Thaddeus Buller. I went to school (laughs) here 15 years ago. I ended up going to college at the University of Florida. And now I am a doctor at, you know, uh, TGH, you know. Wow. So uh, it gives them an idea to envision where they want to go. And uh, and throughout the course of the class, you know, the challenges and uh, the highs and lows of how it's going to, what it's going to take for them to get there. As you know, Academy Prep is a school that's for kids that live at or below the poverty level. So it's mm-hmm. uh, a free private school. And... Uh, and one that I, I feel, you know, I wish I could duplicate it all over 
the city. Um, but what I've done instead is try to invest as much as I can with my time, my talent, and my resources in the Hillsborough County School District and, uh, and help them move the needle to, for kids that are both in underserved communities and in affluent areas uh, reach their full potential. And uh, that's not just inside of the classroom, but outside of it too. Uh, there was a time in my life that I was a kid that was labeled a kid that would be dead or in jail by the time I was 16. Right. And I believed that for a greater amount of my young adult life. And then got an opportunity to go to the Florida Sheriff's Boys Ranch. And uh, that place, more specifically a conversation at that place with Patrick Minogue made me uh, change my entire thought process. Uh, him telling me that there's no such thing as a bad kid and he wouldn't give me the answer as to why he would say that because he said I would figure it out for myself. Mm. And as I have, you know, 43 years later, um, or at 43 years of age, you know, there are people that are in bad situations, making bad decisions and having bad outcomes. You put those same exact people in a good situation around great people and they have a greater chance to succeed. That's what happened with me. Um, and, uh, and that's what I try to continue to help other people do as well. And you don't have to be necessarily one that's just poor uh, financially. You might right. be poor in spirit. You might be poor in health. Um, and I think we all have an opportunity to make a difference when we choose to. And you don't have to be rich to do that. You just right. have to be willing. And I I've, was not always uh, in a position that I'm in financially. Uh, right. My credit was horrible when I got divorced. <laughs> um, and I was still kind of searching out to what I wanted to be uh, as, a, as a grown man, as a father of two kids at the time. I uh, got divorced in 2009. And uh, which was a very crazy year for me of highs and lows. Um, you know, the, the low, uh, you know, I, I was expecting to get a job actually here in Tampa at Chamberlain High School. I had applied for the job, didn't get the job mm. as a head football coach mm. and uh, decided to work under the guy that got the job. And then he left after the spring football. So everybody's like, oh, man, he's definitely going to be the next head coach at Chamberlain High School. Yeah. And uh uh, it didn't work out that way. Uh, I ended up hiring wow. someone else. And, it's uh, funny how life works, yeah, you know, how different like, your path could have been. Yeah, so it's like two weeks after I got divorced. You know, I'm thinking I'm on this path to become a high school football coach, and that didn't happen. And then, uh, you know, not even like a week, not even uh, two days later, I was driving in South Tampa to get a pair of dress shoes fixed. And uh, across the street was a place called FCW which is WWE's developmental uh, program at that time. Uh, and Dave Batista, who's a big brother to oh, me, yeah. uh, former WWE superstar, now yep. movie star. Movie star. Yeah. <laughs> Drax. He has a, a laundry list yeah. of uh, accomplishments. Uh, he had been talking to me about trying out for WWE for a couple of years. And the entire time I was just like, no, man, I'm not doing that. You know, um, you know I want to coach. And... Uh, uh, he said, no, I think you really would do well in it. And uh, I picked up the phone as I was, you know, because I wanted to go to the jerk cut. I wanted to get some jerk chicken <laughs> after. You know, this is free publicity for the jerk cut, too, so hopefully they write That's me a check. Right there. Uh, right. But um, The next uh, commercial we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I um, was going to go to the one-off of Gandhi, and uh, so I ended up passing FCW on my right-hand side, and I picked up the phone, and I said, Dave, is this the place that you were trying to get me to come check out? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, I'm going to poke my head in the back door and see what it's all, all about. 
And uh, he said, yeah, if you see, you know, when you go in there, ask for Steve Kern or Dusty Rhodes and uh, let them know that, you know, I had told you to come check the place out. So I knocked on the door, peeked in the back door, and then Norman smiling, and there's a bunch of guys in the ring just working, sweating, etc. Norman looked over and said, you know, can I help you? And I uh, said, yeah, I was just wondering if I could speak to Steve Kern or Dusty Rhodes, um, you know, about, you know, checking the place out and things like that. And he said, well, neither one of them are here right now, uh, but we have TV tonight, so if you want to come back, um, you, they'll be here for that. They both went out for lunch. So I went home, uh, picked my sons up, TJ and Titus, and uh, they're two and four at the time. They're uh, discovered. At the, I won't even say the daycare because that's not more free publicity. <laughs> uh, but but um, uh, picked them up and asked them if they wanted to go to a wrestling show, and, uh, and they were like, "Yeah, sure." And uh, we went uh, back, uh, watched FCW TV, sat in the stand on the crowd, and uh, looked over it. You know, TJ and said, "Hey, do you think this is something you think Dad can do?" And mm. he's like, "Dad, I think you can do anything." And then my youngest son, Titus, uh, said, "This is something you want to see me try?" And he's like, "Sure." You yeah. know, and uh, so afterwards, I had a conversation with Steve and Dusty. Didn't, didn't really think much of it, um, and uh, but it was a conversation that went well. And then probably like 15 minutes on the way back home. I got a call from John Laurinaitis saying, hey, we're going to give you a tryout for three days, see if you like us, see if we like you, and, uh, you know, can you come in tomorrow, you know, for the first day? And I was like, yeah, I can come in tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I came in, went in that Friday and, uh, you know, did the drills and things like that they had asked me to do and talked on camera some, and then... Uh, Went home, like, you know, I got two more days. I was sore. <laughs> I bet, yeah. yeah. Extremely sore. And um, uh, uh, got a phone call from John that later on that evening saying, all right, we're going to, you know, sign you. Um, wow. You know, usually it's a six to eight month process. Um, and uh, I, and uh, right around that time, too, I was actually looking at going, because I told you in the beginning of the story, I wanted to go coach. Mm -hmm. yeah. And... Uh, so I was going to go back to Florida and, and be a grad assistant and coach at Florida uh, because I didn't get a job here and I really wanted to get a coach and it was an opportunity that was provided to me there and, and I was going to go up there and do that. And uh, John had told me it was going to be six to eight months normally it takes to sign paperwork, etc. Mm -hmm. And I said, John, I, I'm either going to do this or I'm going to go coach football. So I don't have six to eight months. I mm -hmm. need to know. He said, well, I'll call you back in a couple of hours. He called me back the next morning, which is Saturday. Um, said, all right, we're gonna, we got to get you to Pittsburgh. We're <laughs> going to overnight you a contract today. You'll get nice. it tomorrow or Monday. Sign it, send it back to us. We'll put you on a plane to Pittsburgh, get you a physical. That's where our doctors are. And uh, make sure you check out, pass everything, this and that. And then the following Monday after that, I was in the ring learning wow. how to become a WWE superstar. And that <laughs> happened in 2009. It's wow. 2021 now. It's a bit so, of a whirlwind. Yeah. And, and it's so interesting to me because you were really close to a totally different life. Yeah. yeah. And now the platform that you have yeah. gives you so I see, much influence. So and the such athletic, an yeah, the, the, the assistant principal and athletic director that was at Chamberlain High School is Richard Shanti. And every time I see him, thank you for not hiring me. Yeah. I hug him. I hug him. The first time I saw him, 
I hugged him and I said, man, thank you so much. I have made more money this year than you probably will in the next five. And that I would have ever made as a high school football coach. So I want to thank you so much. And uh, uh, I've donated to the school. He's not there anymore. He's actually downtown now. But every time I see him since then, I hug him and it's the running, it's the ongoing joke. It's the you first know? step yeah. in the yeah. right direction, yeah, even right. though it didn't feel like it yeah, at the absolutely. time, for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like Michael Jordan thanking his high school football basketball coach for cutting him from yeah. the team. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. how I feel with, with uh, not getting a job at Chamberlain. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so I want to backpedal a little bit because in within that story, you told us a little bit about yourself, mm-hmm. um, but... I want to hear a little more about your family, a little more yeah. about kind of. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a product of a rape. Uh, my mom was raped at 11 years old, had me at the age of 12 against the wishes of many. Uh, she was driven from St. Augustine, Florida, down to Point Beach, Florida, to have an abortion. And she uh, jumped out of the car. And three wow. months later, um, I was born. You know, wow. uh, we've mm-hmm. essentially been homeless, uh, gone without. Uh, you know, never had a new car, you know, which mm-hmm. is one of the reasons why I'm so adamant about making sure people get new stuff when I give it to them mm-hmm. and provide it to them. Um, didn't have you know m- many new clothes and most of it was hand-me-down stuff and food was a big issue for mm-hmm. us you know we were on government assistance so we were only able to get the government peanut butter the heart peanut butter mm-hmm. the uh, <laughs> uh, bread the food stamps um, you know, when they were actually food stamps and right. not an EBT card, which they are now. Um, and, uh, you know, I would, was getting in trouble a lot down in South Florida and suspended in and out of school. My first reaction was to fight. And, uh, you know, luckily I got a chance to go to the Florida Sheriff's Boys Ranch. And um, even getting into it was, you know, a miracle because the waiting list is so long. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, uh, Barbara Wilfork, Vince Wilfork, who used to play for the Patriots. Patriots, yeah. His mom was actually my mom's counselor, mm. and uh, she made a phone call to the sheriff, and uh, the sheriff ended up putting me ahead on the list. Because if you get recommended by the sheriff at that time, uh, you get, you know, I wouldn't say preferential treatment, but they use you as a utilize it as an emergency case situation. Sure. And. Uh, you know, we we uh, we started on this path at 12 years old. I left my home and or apartment mm-hmm. uh, in uh, in South Florida in Boynton Beach, and uh, never never went back home. Wow! See, it's such a you know, it's amazing to hear all the things that you have been through, all mm-hmm. the things that you've experienced, and it just shed such a light on the way you interact with everybody you come in contact with. Yeah, you don't dismiss anyone. No, I always tell people that, like, you know, a homeless guy led me to Christ, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's the craziest thing in the world, but he was used to be at our high school football practices all the time, and one of our boosters at, uh, at uh, the, the head of our booster club used to always go to Publix and get the Danishes before they got ready to throw them out every Thursday. Mm-hmm. So that was our walkthrough day. And uh, we'd always have leftovers, and um, uh, I, w- I would always make sure that I gave him something. He was always out there watching football and things like that. And so, 
uh, one day he stopped me and he said, you know, hey, you mind if I, you know, tell you something? And I said, yeah, sure. You know, and he said, man, thank you so much for always looking out for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, God's got a, you know, God's got a plan to utilize you in mighty ways. You know, my immediate response at that time, I'm young, I'm, you <laughs> right. know, 12 years old. I'm yeah. like, yeah, man, I want to, I want to, uh, you know, go to the NFL so I can make a lot of money and do, you know, this, this and that. And he was like, no, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, football is like nowhere near where God is going to utilize you at the most. Mm-hmm. Said that God has great plans to use you in a mighty ways. You know, How it has nothing was. to do nothing to do with football. Yeah, and um, you know, I said, you know, if and I, I think oftentimes think back to say, you know, if I was really a jerk, you know that. Um, that I could have looked at him and been like, well, how can you tell me, you know, what plans right. God has right. for me and you're, right. you're homeless? But I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, I, I accepted it and and uh, and thanked him, you know. And a couple of weeks later, I asked him, you know, I asked him if I can ask him a question, you know, and he said, uh, yeah. And uh, so I sat with him and we were, he loved the blueberry Danish that, um, and I like I liked the cheese Danish that mm-hmm. they uh, make, the long sheeted one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Still my favorite. To this day. <laughs> yeah. um, now we got a plug for Publix. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man, but Publix helps us out a lot. So yeah. I don't mind. That's you know, I don't either. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, and uh, I said, you know, how did you end up in this situation? You know, and he said, well, if I told you that I was a CEO of a Fortune 500 company and that I had a big, beautiful home and nice cars and I traveled and beautiful family, would you believe me? Uh, and I said, well, that's what you say. And, you know, I, I have to believe it. He said, that's exactly what my life used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, drugs, alcohol, and gambling ripped me away from my family, you know. And, um, you know, uh, my first introduction to Catholic Church was, you know, one of my um, teammates uh, was, was he wasn't Catholic, but they, they, uh, they, they went to, well they went to a Lutheran church but he, he always would invite me to the Catholic church so I, I go you know he always invite me I was like no I'm not you know going I grew up in I grew up in every different type of church except for yeah. what I would call at that time white church <laughs> uh, and, and so um, um, I immediately a light bulb went off in my head because they own Wayne Fryer Mobile Homes, which was the largest mobile home distribution company in the Southeast. And uh, you're a Florida State guy, so you know Matt and Todd Fryer. Oh yeah. You know, and uh, Todd Fryer was one of my high school teammates. And I don't think I ever heard him say one cuss word, you know, mm. got dab nabbit and mm-hmm. stuff like that, <laughs> completely opposite of me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and so, uh, he had always invited me to church, and so, you know, light bulb goes in my head after the guy tells me, you know, his situation. If I can invite a friend, you know, I'll come to church with you, but I, I want to be able to invite a friend. And uh, so I ended up telling, you know, the guy the following Thursday, hey, we're going to go to church Sunday. Um, they're going to come pick us up, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he said, but I don't, I don't have any clothes. And I was like, man, where I grew up, Jesus said, come as you are. That's you know right. what I'm saying? So right. I ain't got no clothes either. So we both going to be in there with no tie, no dress shirt. You know what I mean? We're going to wear what we have and call it a day. Yeah. Yep. Jesus and, doesn't care what you're wearing. Yeah, come as you are. Yeah. And so uh, we went to church. And uh, the following Monday, um, 
you know, uh, I was talking with Todd and said, you know, hey, um, you know, I have, uh, you know, remember the guy, you know, I was like, he's looking for work, you know, you think your dad may have anything for him. And uh, they ended up finding him something to do. And I'm 13. I've helped a guy that has told me that God's going to use me for yeah. mighty thing. You know, years later, this guy's, you know, basically essentially running the company. He's remarried. But that same year, he had he hadn't seen his family, which I didn't know until mm. after we talked. He hadn't seen his, his two daughters and his wife um, until uh, he hadn't seen it in two years since the divorce. And uh, so, he, well, do you know where they are? And he's like, Yeah, I know exactly where they are. They live in Jacksonville, you know. Find, comes to find out, high school football coach and the ex-wife are best of friends. So then I'm like, hey, you know, I asked my high school football coach, you think you can invite such and such to the banquet? And he's like, yeah, well, she normally comes anyway because her sister is such and such, you know. And um, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. Um, he's like, why are you asking about her? How do you know her? And I was like, oh, I just heard she was an amazing person. <laughs> you know? So um, I, uh, um, I'm sitting in the banquet, and uh, I invited my, my friend, and um, she comes in and sees him immediately, starts bawling, crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he gets ready to get up from the table and says, man, I know this was a bad idea. You know, mm-hmm. I should have, you know, not came. And then her and her husband actually walking towards us and said, please, no, don't leave. Her husband said, you know, me and my wife pray for you every night, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, she never wanted to divorce you, but the drugs, the alcohol, yeah. right. um, you know, she just didn't want her your, her daughters to be around that because that's how she grew up. Mm-hmm. And so essentially this 13-year-old bad kid and me helped a homeless guy get a job, get rig, you know, connected with his family. And that was kind of my first introduction to, like, just being a good human, per- human being yeah. and um, kind of operating in the spirit. And, and I've done that ever since, you know. So people say sometimes, like, how do you do so much, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it, it seems like you're everywhere, you're doing this, you're doing that. And my thing has always been, how can I not mm. do right. so right. much? Because so many people invested in me when they had nothing to gain in return. And I'll, a lot of those people I've, I've never met. I don't know their name. I don't know what they look like. I just know that they you know, gave money to the Boys Ranch. They gave money to the Boys and Girls Club. They helped pay for trips, you know, for our football team or whatever. Um, although I'll never be able to physically meet them or thank them, half of them may be, you know, long gone by now from this earth. Mm-hmm. But what I can do is utilize the dignity and the respect that so many people gave with their heart and uh, pay it forward and I can pay it forward but not only pay it forward but like create this domino effect and be very unapologetic about where I came from Mm -hmm. be unapologetic about how I do things because I'm not a transactional person you know Uh, it's great to uh, you know come around Christmas or Thanksgiving provide somebody with a holiday meal makes you feel good makes them feel good for that time being but they're still going back into that level of you know um, insufficiency that they have uh, whether it be insufficient funds for food housing car you know transportation or insufficiency insufficiency and hope yeah Mm -hmm. and uh, 
Um, so I, I'm more about transformational change, you know, being involved in transformational change uh, because it went, that's over time getting people uh, to a place of self-sufficiency. You know, that's what happened with me. It wasn't somebody made one-time donation to the Boys Ranch and all of a sudden, voila, here comes Thaddeus Bullard. Right. It was a one-time investment, but it was hours and hours of investments of time talents and resources from people from various walks of life, which is why I have zero room to be racist. I have zero room. I could care less if you're a Democrat or Republican. People ask, Or a Seminole. Or a Seminole. <laughs> yeah. And I actually grew up, you know, um, because I was in Live Oak, we had one TV station, so it always played Florida State sports. And most of the people that went to Swanee High School went to Florida State. So I was on a path to go to Florida State. And then uh, God opened my eyes to something better, you know, oh, <laughs> much better, you know. Yeah. We'll let that slide. Yeah, yeah. So I, I chose to go to the University of Florida <laughs> and uh, not only, you know, play football there and win a national championship there, uh, but also got heavily involved in student government, which is another reason why I hate politics to this day. <laughs> I know actual, like, so a lot of the people that helped me get elected to office and worked for me in Senate or whatever, they're now like running the state of Florida. You know, yeah. Nikki Freed was mm -hmm. one of my state senators and worked with me at Florida. She was with me at Florida Blue Key. She's now the, the, the first Democrat to win, you know. In a long time. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, statewide. Long time, yeah, statewide mm -hmm. uh, for the agriculture seat. Uh, Ashley Moody, you know, mm -hmm. uh, our state, uh, uh, state attorney. Um, she worked with me at Florida, and uh, um, is a good friend of mine. I mean, Dane Eagle, J Jamal Sal, like all these people work with me, and um, and I've always looked at politics as like a stalwart war when it comes to actual change, mm -hmm. because you have human beings that truly do care, you know, about essentially the same things we all care about our families we yeah. all care about uh education to a certain degree we all care about moving things forward we just have a different philosophy or a different agenda about going about doing it i don't feel like i need to sit in a meeting you know for five weeks straight to figure out whether or not we should put an ac in a public school <laughs> right let's go fix the damn ac yeah. right. exactly you know right. um and because uh, you know, Shannon doesn't like me because I'm a Republican or I don't like her because she's a Republican or a Democrat or whatever. Mm -hmm. We're not going to come to an agreement that the, 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 the AC at the school should be fixed right. simply because Speaking of school. Yes. yes. We're right here on campus. Positive school. Uh, perfect segue yeah. to, to where we are right now. But uh, I just feel like uh, the best thing that I could do and I've always been able to do is connect people from all walks of life. Yeah. And uh, um, you know that takes a certain level of comfort, uh, but more importantly, it takes a level of conviction to understand that, you know what, like, and I always tell people, whether you're investing in it or not, it's gonna get done, you know? And sometimes that makes people feel bad, you know <laughs> what I'm saying, because they wanna, a lot of times people want their ego stroked and they want to, you know, be at the top of the banner and have this big hoorah. Dude, you just gave me some money to help people. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like that you had access to do. If I had a lung and your daughter needed a lung, 
I wouldn't have this laundry list of things to say, hey, all right, I'm going to give your daughter along, but now you got to make sure you shout it from the mountaintop every <laughs> single chance you get and right. make sure that, you know, uh, you put my name in gold at the top and, you know, that, tag you know, me. blast, tag me on, <laughs> tag me on Instagram, man. Make sure we do a video and all this. Yeah. Like, I get it. And, but there's a way to go about doing it that yeah. makes yeah. it makes it more wholesome. It makes it more genuine, and uh, at, at the end of, at the end of the day, we getting the work done. You know, and uh, I don't care about taking credit for one thing or another. It's not why I'm in it, doing what I do. Uh, I just want people to see people succeed. I want to see even those that are in affluent situations, you know, they have yeah. issues too, mm-hmm. you know, and I want to see them succeed. Um, and whatever I can do to help that happen, I'll do it, you know. Uh, just don't don't be a, a bad human being. Yeah. I love that philosophy because it's so simple, right? Mm-hmm. It's simple and straightforward. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has needs. Everybody has places of, uh, of weakness. And mm-hmm. if we work together on it, we can get through that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. This podcast was made possible by the innovative thinking and the funding of Feeding America, a nationwide network of more than 200 food banks that feed more than 46 million people through food pantries, soup kitchens, shelters, and other community-based agencies. So let's take the moment where we hear our school bell. Yeah. Talk a little bit about where we, transition. Where we, <laughs> we are at Sly Middle Magnet School here in Hillsborough County Public School System. And we are here because the Bullard Family Foundation has partnered with Feeding Tampa Bay. We have partnered on a job training program and we're here in our kitchen that will house our culinary training program. So tell me a little bit about how we came to, to be here together. Very excited about this, you know, first and foremost, being able to partner with Feeding Tampa Bay and other partners for this Prosperity Center, but specifically to tackle the issue of food insecurity. And uh, when it comes to dealing with that issue, you want to be dealing with the best of the best. And I feel like Feeding Tampa Bay and the Feeding America Network is the best of the best when it comes to doing that. And so to now take it to the next level where we're not only serving as a uh, educational opportunity for those that want to be in culinary, but we're paying them, you know, right. to actual come actually come to school and uh, go to school for ten weeks, uh, and then placing them and uh, hopefully most in most cases higher than minimum wage paying jobs, and uh, giving give, giving them a, cha- a chance to be on the right track. Uh, to self-sufficiency and obviously education is very important whether it's a formal education in college or trade and culinary is my thing because I love to eat I uh, <laughs> also love to cook and so to be able to partner with Feeding Tampa Bay and be able to help make uh, essentially thousands of lives be changed through this program uh, because a lot of people say well it's only 15 20 students at a time well but those 15 or 20 students can have the opportunity to break generational curses for their families That's for right. years yes. to come and not only that uh, being able to serve this space as a as a production kitchen where we'll be able to serve 500 to 1,000 families a week with take-home meals mm-hmm. and uh, um, obviously with COVID in 2020 uh, moving into 2021, uh, those needs aren't going to change. They're going to continue to increase because the people that were behind the needle and behind the eight ball prior to COVID, 
just dug got themselves dug into a deeper dive um, yeah. of need. Uh, and even those that were in affluent situations, because their jobs uh, furloughed them or uh, were done away with, uh, because they a lot of them required them to come in, uh, and with all these buildings and stuff being shut down, that wasn't an opportunity for those people to, to do that. So now it's it's a situation for us as the bell goes off again. Uh, <laughs> that and we talking about these students that are adults coming to this program, being able to be paid to be better and mm-hmm. to be in a field that is going to continue to grow especially here in Tampa every time I turn around there's a new, new restaurant, restaurant opening up yep. and uh, which is exciting for me because I'm sure at some point <laughs> they're going to say hey can you come over and try such and such and yeah. I'll be right there to open it up to try it <laughs> and, uh, and uh, post it on my Instagram and make everybody that's not not just only here in Tampa Bay uh, envious of what I eat and how I eat but that's also right. people that are coming in and visiting. Well, I think you nailed it earlier because you talked about it not being one meal or one conversation Mm -hmm. or one thing that changed your trajectory, right? Mm -hmm. It is a long-term investment. And that's how we approach ending hunger. Mm -hmm. You know, we know the critical nature of putting a meal on a plate today Mm -hmm. because somebody is hungry today, but that can't be it. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're doing here together. We're changing that life trajectory we're taking some uh somebody with barriers to employment somebody Mm -hmm. who's had challenges who's fallen down who uh you know is struggling to get to the place where they're self-sustaining where they can take care of a family where they can purchase their own food and and be stable and we're providing that pathway Mm -hmm. right so, and the thing that I love about this partnership with Feeding Tampa Bay, it, it goes hand in hand with all the other partners that we have yeah. yes, over in this building. And, uh, you know, Metropol- when you take someone like Metropolitan Ministries, who you, got, who you guys do work together Absolutely. all the time, um, although the mission is slightly different, the, the actual uh, purpose is the same. It's to get people to move into self-sufficiency. That's right. And then we're partnering with Bay Area Legal as well to provide free legal services uh, to those in need um, from elder abuse to foster care system issues. Uh, um, the list goes on and on, except for criminal. You know, we can't, can't, can't help you if you, you we're criminal. But yeah. um, a lot of these things that, that tenant issues, you know, stuff like that. But the beauty of having this relationship um, with all these other entities and feeding Tampa Bay is that these students can benefit from having those services right where they're going to school to be better. Right. That's so right. So just because they go to a course for 10 weeks, they can take the financial literacy course that we have here as well, and we're going to match that you know that money that they save to help them purchase a car so that that job that they were actually helped to acquire through this program, uh, they'll be able to drive to that to that job. And, yep. and, uh, and drive to that job and not something that was just uh, a hand-me-down car or a car that they had to go get from the junkyard. It'll be a newer or gently used car from a local car dealer here. And so uh, being able to really see the change, you know, and just have individuals come in here. Um, and when I see it, I look at my mom's situation, my uncle's, my my cousins, you know, I'm the first person to graduate in high school from my immediate family. I'm the first person to go to college and graduate from my family, but I have three younger brothers 
and out of the three younger brothers, two of them are college graduates as well. That's awesome. And so I, my mom didn't graduate from high school until after I graduated from high school. I didn't find out how I was conceived via rape until I was 17 years old. Mm-hmm. And so at that moment, I realized my mom was a kid trying to raise kids. Yeah. We have a lot of grown people that are adults that are still kids because they had a child early on in life or you know they were kind of forced to take care of their siblings because mom was you know working two or three jobs dad was nowhere to be found uh, or there were drug issues or they were in the foster care system so it's a lot of people that have been um, hurt essentially by the world and uh, a lot of times people ask you know what's wrong with you Uh, what's wrong with you when things are not going the way that they think that it should be going for people instead of actually asking what happened to you yeah because there's a lot of people that are dealing with trauma what can we do with you yeah you know how can we move forward and that's you again you're, you're nailing it exactly what we did as we designed this program was that we know there are a lot of folks out there with potential, mm-hmm. with the ability to make a big difference in this world, and they have barriers. And so from day one with our training programs, we said it can't just be the hard skills of whatever that job is. It mm-hmm. can't just be how to properly cut up a chicken right. and how to properly you know, slice vegetables and how, what, what you need to do to mix to make a really cool sauce, mm-hmm. right? It's gotta be more than that. And so that's why we've, been so thankful for all the partners that we have who help work on those barriers Mm. because at the end of the day the training is not the reason they're here the job at the end of it is the reason they're here and we need to not just get them in the door but keep them coming back the next day help them understand the importance of being on time and being a good teammate and a good Mm. colleague and build those skill sets along the way and then work together to remove all those barriers and that's why having MetMen and all these other partners is really critical to our program being the success that it is Mm -hmm. and it's so cool to have this facility where we're all under one roof right and and we're in the heart of the sixth highest uh, poverty district and zip code in the state of Florida yep and uh, part, you know, my, my goal uh, working with the Florida Chamber is to make this, you know, the 10th and the 11th and the 12th and 14th and by, you know, 2028. And so uh, my, many people may think that that's a long way off, you know. Uh, 2020 to 2021 was a long way off. <laughs> <laughs> 2021 to 2028 is not a long way off at all. No. I think it's about the same. Yeah, time. yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, uh, I think the the the, latter, the, the beginning is, is longer. longer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but First yeah, right. so we we have to uh, um, take into account that everybody can't always come to the facility. That we have to bring the facility to them. That's right. And so we are planted right here in the heart of East Tampa where I feel like in the next seven or eight years a lot of gentrification is going to happen anyway. If you look at uh, West Tampa and East Tampa uh, I mean West Tampa and and, uh, Seminole Heights Heights, which is right up the road. Mm -hmm. You see nice restaurants coming up. You see homes. I see a home that was right built right behind the new football field that we put here Uh within the last year. That's selling now for like $610,000. Wow. Nobody at this school can afford that, that goes to this school can afford that house. So I can see the gentrification coming this way. So it was important to me to have something in the heart of a neighborhood uh, and in an area of Tampa 
and which has great history, uh, but also has great potential and great potential not only for those that are that have, but also great potential for those that don't have uh, potential for them to get a greater greater education, uh, potential for them to have pride in where they come from. Uh, potential to help build, be a part of the process of building up this neighborhood and building up this area, and you, you, you can't do that with the same people that have been living in the neighborhood the entire time. It has to have an outside force that has a vision to, you know, not not exclude them, but include them, include, yeah, and right. and get their their because get their 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 points of views and find out what their needs are. Uh, and find out what their goals are in life. Yeah. Uh, what do they vision their neighborhood to look like? You know, um, very seldomly do I think anybody goes into a neighborhood that plans to gentrify it and say, "Oh, I really want to know what these people mm. think and what they want to do." They just go in and buy up everything yeah. and then put their vision to work. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, uh, you know. There are enough people in this community that understand that we can't just keep driving people out um, and raising prices of homes, uh, especially when there's a housing crisis going on. And it's going to be even worse, you know, before it gets better uh, because of what 2020 was like. Yes. And uh, that's why this Prosperity Center is what we're calling it, um, is, is so important and vital, not only for those that come in the building, but a staple to have something that says that's something we can be proud of. That's something our community can be proud of. And I'm looking forward to having, you know, Feeding Tampa Bay and Metropolitan Ministries and every other partner that is in on the ground level um, to be able to, uh, at you know, one year later, say we opened it up and this is what it was and this is what it is now and this is where we're going. And everybody wants to jump on board because they see how successful uh, everything is, you know, sometimes people are timid, you know, and wondering, you know, is it going to work? Is it not going to work? I don't have any doubt in my mind that this is going to be awesome. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and, uh, and I don't think that anybody that's coming into this building originally feels any different because they see it. They, 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 they saw it before this building even existed. They saw a need. They saw a need to expand our uh, ability to serve and to serve in underserved areas. Uh, people don't always have the money or the, or the resources or the car, transportation to get to you. So let's find a way to get to them. Yep. And this is, like I say, centrally located right off of 275 mm-hmm. um, at a school, right next to a school, attached to a school. So these kids can see their mom and their dad mm-hmm. come over here and go to school while they're over there going to school and the f- whole family's being built up. That's yeah. right. And there's another school right behind mm-hmm. us in Foster Elementary where those kids have siblings that go here. Um, and then Woodson is right down the street. James is right around the corner. You know, Shehai is right around the corner. So wow. all these schools that are, tran- you know, turnaround schools, uh, we're going to be a big factor in helping turn around those families' fortunes. And uh, I'm excited about being able to be a part of that. Yeah, that's we're so excited about it, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have been just chomping at the bit to get in here. Yeah, yeah I've been yeah. chomping at the bit too. Yeah. I've been, <laughs> been almost coming to a blows with a few people I because we, say. yeah. Because Thankfully we, not me. I would not be Not with you I don't want to be on the other side of that. Not with you guys at all, yeah. <laughs> but you well, know, yeah. No, go ahead. I was just going to say COVID caused some delays, but you know, we're in here. This is the first time, you know, I saw it bare bones mm-hmm. and 
This is the first time I've seen it put together, and it is just it's beautiful, stunning. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful way to learn a trade. Mm-hmm. Doesn't um, feel I, I didn't want it to feel institutional at no, all. Mm-hmm. No, no. There's wonder. a warmth from the hallways. Yeah, and um, it will immediately allow us to double our class size. Yes. Yeah. Train twice as many people. Yes. Right away. Yep. In the first week of February, right? That's right. It'll be mm-hmm. our first class in here. So that's awesome. That's so exciting. <laughs> We've had some great success with Fresh Force, and this is just taking it to the next level. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah, I'm excited about it. <laughs> All right, so we can't let you go from this podcast before we get a little off topic and talk about food. You okay. mentioned yeah. a couple times yeah. you love food. to eat. Yeah, I'm going to eat right after this. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you were eating right before it, too. Happy Valentine's Day. To yeah, happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Right. Yes. Yeah. Spread the love all year round. That's but right. for those that celebrate Valentine's Day, happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. yeah. Yep, 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 I'm, not, I'm not fighting anybody <laughs> you know, because they didn't buy me any candy or flowers. You know, and Good to know. I should have up, up happy handed, so. Yeah. Breaking up relationships because somebody didn't spend an astronomical amount of money on. Yeah. On a meal or, you know, going above and beyond. I feel like, you know, it's a man man made holiday that mm-hmm. so many people get so thoroughly invested in, mm-hmm. too thoroughly invested in. Uh-huh. Uh, we can share love and tell somebody yes. that we love them and we appreciate them any time of the year. Uh, and, you know, my love of food since mm-hmm. we were going on there, you know, has, has uh, was developed because I didn't have food, you know, have yeah. food, a lot of food options as a kid. And when I was able to try different things and, and learn how to cook different things uh, and things differently than what my grandmother cooked or what my mom cooked. Uh, you know, I've said time and time again, I used to think my mom was a really good cook mm-hmm. until I got older and I realized my mom wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> she, until this day, she I'll tell her, her yeah, you're, 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 you have two items, you know, that are, that, that, you know, that I, I would deem as great mm-hmm. and I can only eat them on cheat days. That's her fried chicken <laughs> and uh, her sweet potato pies. Yeah. She makes um, the best sweet potato pies ooh. I've ever had. Wow. Uh, but but outside of that, that's it. But what what a cool statement that you felt like she made it feel like it was awesome food. And oh, you yeah. you know, as a kid you probably felt that love of when your mom was able to provide something for you like Well, that. I well, yeah, I felt, you know, hey, this is what we're eating. If you don't like it, then you won't eat. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that before. I think yeah. many of us grew up. Yeah, there. egg noodles. Oh, yeah. I don't eat egg noodles. <laughs> at all to this day because of my childhood. Yeah, you ate a lot. We had egg noodles and neck bones, egg noodles and chicken thighs, uh, egg noodles and uh, gizzards, egg noodles and all like all the bad parts of, mm. you know, now I can take chicken thighs and make them something, yeah. you know, right. yeah. awesome. But uh, before it was... It was just not very well prepared, and <laughs> it was coupled with egg noodles. And I don't eat, uh, I don't eat peas, sweet peas. Was that another common one? Yeah, uh, yeah, sweet uh, peas, egg noodles. Yeah, they were cheap. Oh you yeah, right. Yeah, they're cheap. You get a bag of sweet filling. peas for thirty-two cents, man. <laughs> I eat them all week. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, for a big bag too. Right. <laughs> so now, you're in the kitchen. You're gonna prepare a meal for those around you that you love. It doesn't have to be Valentine's Day any day. Just what what's your go-to? What's your favorite thing to cook? I mean, it depends on the crowd. You know, my white friends, uh, <laughs> you know, they like casseroles and stuff like that. I'm not a good casserole person, so I always tell them to. And, like, it's funny because when I have friends over to my house, um, I already know pretty much who's going to bring what, you know. Um, I have some friends that I know they're going to bring, like, 
I know one person that we don't trust cooking at all, <laughs> so we always tell them to just bring flatware and plasticware. Right. Is, like is it Dave Batista? No, oh. it's not Dave. Dave. Dave actually is a really good cook. Um, it's going to be gluten-free and dairy-free, oh, okay. he's actually a really good cook. But um, it, for me, you know, people love when I grill things. Uh, they love when I make uh, collard greens. Mm. Um, you know, I make really amazing crab cakes. Ooh, the best crab, crab cakes, cakes you'll ever have in your life, okay. uh, ever. So no, no my breading. from Maryland. So yeah, yeah. I get my. I, I, like I actually get my. Uh, Blue crab. Yeah, I get my uh, crab meat, my lump crab meat from Baltimore, mm -hmm. a place called uh, Jimmy's Famous Seafood. He oh yeah. Get it flown in. Nice. And um, I'm. I'm you go with crab. the Old Bay. Uh, sometimes that's a little too hot. I mean, that's a heart attack waiting for me. <laughs> he actually has a seasoning that's like a seafood mix that he sends with it. So oh, I nice. sprinkle that with it and throw a little olive oil on top. When I got my like friends that really don't care about their health, I put butter, <laughs> melted butter on top. Um, but uh, I make a really good cheesecake. Mm. Um, I make a really good key lime pie. Oh, yeah. there you go. Your brother making a key lime pie is not something <laughs> that you would expect growing up, you know. We're going to have to bring that in for the first yeah. Fresh Force class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's your, your key Dad, lime pie. Dad's key lime pie. And I have, a, I I have a Traeger grill now, so I, I cheat a little bit, you know, because <laughs> um, it's an electric grill, which yeah. I, I'm going a, I'm to a bring it up here. I, got, I have another electric grill that actually is here on campus that we can use, too. But um, I like grilling a lot. Um, but I, I love food, period. It's nothing I won't try, you know, and that, that's that's just because of my travels mm -hmm. and going to Japan and Australia and Saudi Arabia and the list goes on and on. I've had the opportunity to try so many foods and put my own little thing on it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I look forward to, like, seeing some of these students, just finding yeah. out what their favorite things that yeah. are. And, uh, you know, I don't trust everybody's cooking, <laughs> you know, especially white people with potato salad. <laughs> Put raisins in it and Muck it up. coleslaw. <laughs> Certain things I don't let my white friends bring. I don't think it's on the, uh, the Fresh Force no, menu. Yeah, I don't yeah, think they'll yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, that's not true. Oh, maybe? Yeah. Okay. Oh, they no, probably they, made potato made salad. It. Yeah. 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 We just got to make have. sure they don't put raisins. Yeah, you'll have to supervise. Or pecans or something. You know what I mean? Like just... <laughs> They don't even go together. Right. <laughs> I got a friend, uh, uh, Ryan Sharp, who's a pastor here, right down the road at uh, River Hills Church, his wife, Courtney. She brought uh, pineapple casserole. Oh. Never had it a day in my life. It's like <laughs> pineapple, cheese, or like Ritz crackers, this and that. Mm. Oh, I don't know. Every yeah, one of my yeah. black friends at the house that day was <laughs> like, nah. I'm, <laughs> I'm full, thank you. But it's actually, it was actually, I liked it. It was actually pretty good. But she can't bring it to the house. I, I think I'd probably walk past that one no. too. Yeah. yeah. There's another person. You guys, I think you guys know Brian Adcock. Um, he, he's, I do. He, yeah, yeah. Uh, his wife Amanda, I met for the first time at a thing that we we uh, did for veterans, a barbecue that we did for veterans to raise funds for local veterans organiz nonprofits. And she was like, "Yeah, you want some baked beans?" And um, I was like, "Yeah, sure." And uh, she brought the baked the, the 
they were beanie weenies. They oh, were what? Beanies. That's not baked beans. Yeah, 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 there was no like, mustard in them. There was no barbecue sauce. Bacon I say, fat. man, Amanda, I hate to yeah. tell. I mean, I hate to tell you this on the first try, <laughs> on first meeting and encounter, but them are beanie weenies, honey. Yeah. Don't ever invite me to your house and tell me that you're gonna have beanie weenies on the table. Right. No, you need to just show her how it's done. So, so what do you throw on the grill? What's your favorite meat? Are you uh, a brisket guy? You I short can do rib brisket. guy? Yeah, I do a great brisket. Uh, you know, so now you're talking my life. Eight, eight, uh, twelve hours, eight to twelve hours, uh-huh. depending on how much time I got. And uh, I do great ribs. Uh, I do great chicken, obviously. Um, I did uh, some venison, not on the grill, but I, I kind of um, cooked it first and then finished it on the grill with yep. smoke. Um, I can do anything, bro. I'm, I'm tight as on me. There it is. And plus, you have to eat 7,000 calories a day. To yeah, that, I don't uh, normally get that far. But <laughs> when I eat, I eat. Yeah. Florida Blue's mission is to help people and communities achieve better health. In partnership with Feeding Tampa Bay, their collective goal is a hunger-free Tampa Bay by 2025. How will we do that? by ensuring that all our neighbors have access to fresh, nutritious food that is essential to a healthy and capable lifestyle. We invite you to join the movement. Visit hungerfree2025.com. So we've got to let you go. You've got plans, but I, I want you to send us off with one thing, one memory around the table, any time in your lifetime that brings you warmth, love, just says it all to you one memory around the table yeah so i you know i i said in 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 the meat of the conversation that we just had that you know i went through a divorce in 2009 and at that time i thought it was the worst thing that anybody could ever go through um as time went on you know uh the relationship was very difficult to uh you know kind of get past the hurt and the issues uh, with me and my ex-wife more so for her than me you know and um, but we all have to come to a place especially when we have children um, Mm -hmm. that we we put things into perspective and uh, you know this past Thanksgiving for me was that time where it was the first time me and my ex-wife have ever done anything together with me and my kids um, and to be able to just have Thanksgiving with just me, my two sons, TJ and Titus, and her, and uh, and enjoy, you know, just I think it was a very much-needed time for my kids. Uh, although I've never, you know, neither one of us has never really been overly and outwardly uh, disruptive in regards to what we and and abusive in regards to thinking what we think about the other one or whatever. They can definitely see there was a strain on a relationship, and uh, and to be able to come together, um, especially now that my boys are 14 and 16 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we got divorced, they were two and four. Yeah, you know, so yeah. it's a long time to not see your parents getting along all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so I would tell anybody that you know, especially if 2020 would have taught anybody anything, it's you know how to place priority over those things that that should have always been a priority. My family has always been my priority, regardless of whether I was a WWE superstar, a football player, or a coach, or whatever. And I've never not wanted family. And uh, 
I've always said that, you know, to my ex-wife that, like, you know, I'm not your enemy. We could be best of friends and just not be married. You know, there are a yeah. lot of people that marry wrong uh, or get married and realize that that's not something that they want to do. I, I do believe in the institution of marriage, and I think that uh, those that are able to successfully uh, maintain uh, um are very special people, especially for an extended period of time. But I feel like I'm a very special person too, that, and my ex-wife is a very special yeah. person too. That just uh, we didn't figure it out, and mm-hmm. uh, and that's okay. You know, yeah. we try mm-hmm. things in Absolutely. life, and uh, you're successful at some stuff and some stuff you're not. Uh, but if I were to tell anybody anything that listens to this, is that our families are important, and there are a lot of people that don't have members of their family in their in their lives that were very influential. You know, there are mothers that have been, uh, you know, transitioned to the next phase of their life in heaven. There have been fathers, grandfathers, great-grandparents, sisters, brothers, nieces, the list goes, pets, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, there are a lot of homes that looked a lot different this year over the past year than ever. And everybody that celebrates Christmas and Easter and Thanksgiving and things like that. For some people, that holiday is horrific because that might have been the day or the time period that they lost a loved one. And so for me, um, you know, moving forward, you know, I've always loved my ex-wife. I will always continue to love her. She's the mother of my kids. And regardless of whether or not our marriage was successful or not, um, she gave me an opportunity to be a husband. Uh, and a father for a significant amount of time but mm-hmm. the most important thing yeah. that gift that she greatest gift she ever gave me was the opportunity to be a father mm-hmm. because I never grew up with a father I don't even know who my biological father is mm-hmm. and not looking for him yeah. but I have had the opportunity to be what I think is the greatest title for any man you know yep. it's not yeah. CEO it's not champion it's it's dad mm-hmm. and I love it I, I love everything about it the challenges the the rewards the everything about it and uh my ex-wife had a huge part in making sure that that was something that i have the opportunity to do so for all those that you know regardless of how times may be and how tough times may get i've seen homeless people stay married i've seen uh you know homeless people figure out a way to do things for their kids that you be know great parents. Yeah, yeah be yeah. great parents and uh when you're nine times out of ten when you're great parents you'll have great kids and you'll have a greater society and uh that's what i hope that my kids can continue to do and i think they're on off to a hell of a head start uh, they're great human beings great students great teammates and I want to see them continue that trend with their kids. Well, they have a fantastic example. Yeah, well, I try. Yeah, I'm not perfect, but <laughs> right. uh, nobody you know, is. Yeah. And a foundation mm-hmm. to work with as well with the Bullard Family yeah. Foundation. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I so, try to leave a legacy for them to not necessarily take over, but to have something to be proud of. Yeah. And uh, one thing that I, I I would encourage every parent and every guardian out there is to not not try to get people not get try to get your kids to to be what you want them to be Mm. um encourage them and motivate them and inspire them to be for them to be what they want to be and invest in what they want to be everybody doesn't want to play sports everybody (laughs) doesn't want to sing everybody doesn't want to cook 
but whenever when you find that pat thing that they're passionate about, invest in it because the long-term uh, reward of it is that they're going to be better at it. Um, and uh, and I, I always say I try to live a life that I can't I won't disappoint my kids. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and my kids, in return, you know, they're not afraid to get a whooping. I don't <laughs> whoop my kids. You know, I don't, I well, they're afraid. Whoopings. They just know yeah. what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't get straight. Yeah, they don't get whoopings. Uh, they're more concerned about disappointing me than they yeah, are sure. getting a whooping. Yeah, and the same with me. You know, my biggest uh, fear is to disappoint my kids. You know, and that's why you will not see me get a DUI. You will not see me out of the club doing something stupid you will not see me doing a whole lot of stuff because i always keep it at the forefront of my mind like how is this going to affect my family you know and i worked too hard for too long to get to a certain position in my life to allow anybody or any situation including myself to damage um what god has put in place and i know that even if i damaged it he would fix it and make it better but I don't want to give the devil any help to do mm-hmm. that. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know? right. Well, and he's done some amazing work through you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. Thank you for what you do in our community. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your love with right. Tampa Bay. We yeah. appreciate you so much. I love this city. I love this area, period. But yeah. Yeah, Tampa, as you all know, is it is a oh. very special place. And if you can't add to it, you can get the hell out. <laughs> there you go. And on that, it. thank you so much, Thaddeus Bullard, a.k.a. Titus O'Neill. And I didn't get choke slammed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, everybody. Welcome to What the Food Bank. I'm Ev, the engineer of the show, and we are here with Mike Perkins, who is our assistant director of programs at Feeding Tampa Bay. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing good. How are you, Ev? Good, good. I'm, hey. It's always good to see you. You're one of my favorite people to, to have on recording. Well, that's just, good to hear. You have such like a chill vibe always. So I, I try to be as much as possible. Right. That's just how he lives. That's yeah, his exactly. spirit. Right. That chill. Exactly. Chill, but always positive. Yes, you know? that's yes. true. I that is true. That, like warm energy. <laughs> that is very true. So we're it. on location here at the Prosperity Center. I love it. Oh my I gosh, it. it's mm-hmm. your first time seeing it. It is beautiful. I love this place already. Yeah. It gives me it gives me chills right. coming from where we were before. So you guys can't see him, but his like knees are actually jumping yes. up and down like an excited yes. little boy. Which is so amazing to see because Mike runs our Fresh Force program, which yes. has been in you know, we try to keep it in the news as much as we can. Mm-hmm. We've had so much success. So for the listener who is listening for the first time today, because of course we just had Thaddeus Bullard, mm-hmm. AKA Titus O'Neill. Mm-hmm. I'm not used to calling him that, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> but most of the world knows him. Well, all of the world knows him as that. Yeah. Right. Um, so for those listeners, tell them what is Fresh Force? So our Fresh Force program at Feeding Tampa Bay is literally, it is a program that was designed to help people that need a second chance people that want to change a career, people that just need a little help in life. Uh, it consists of three different tracks, which is culinary arts, which is going to be held here at the yes. Prosperity Center, yes. uh-huh. which I love. <laughs> uh, we have our Class B CDO training, and we also have our actual warehouse training, which is held at Feeding Tampa Bay. Um, we do a cohort. We try to do four cohorts a year. Uh, it is open to anyone that wants to join the program. Uh, mm-hmm. We do an orientation, which is called our Week Zero where we invite anybody to turn in an application to come out, show themselves, come out with a great personality, and then we pick from there. Right, right. And you see if it's a perfect match for both. Exactly. Right? They need to fit with us. We need to fit with them. It's a fascinating process Absolutely. for me. And you've had 
amazing success. Yes. Tell us about that. We have. Well, from our first cohort, we had a few people that had actually applied to work at Wawa. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually took two of our people from Wawa. They actually came to the graduation, Wawa, <laughs> which was unexpected, and actually yeah. hired two people to work in the Wawa, which is right off 56 ah, and Broadway. So uh, it was very heartwarming. We had no idea they were showing up. <laughs> uh, we also have a lot of individuals that are working for Feeding Tampa Bay through yes. Fresh Force Program. Uh, we have people that are working at Publix, at the warehouse in Lakeland. So we've had some great successes. Yeah. We have. We have. So how many? What are those numbers? Don't have to be specific. We can go ballpark. If I wanted to take a guess right now, we're looking at about, we had 69 people go through the program since September 2019. Mm-hmm. There are probably about 50 that are actually currently working in nice. some type of field or not. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we so. were super fortunate mm-hmm. to have the culinary teams. Well, really, yeah. even warehouse and CDL For sure. graduates to help lean in with us because yes. of COVID. Yeah. Because yes. as we know, you know, our distribution doubled. Yeah. Our programs uh, were needed more than ever. Right. So it's they've leaned in with us. And we have really quite a few that work with us and have really come more a part of our family than they already yes. were as students. Because we do trainees excuse me you always catch me on that too i'm calling students trainees trainees i call myself but you know um but they're part of the family once they come through the door Mm -hmm. and are accepted by the program and we just envelope them with the love respect and kindness and really uh hope for the future we do absolutely we we definitely do it's a fam from the top to the bottom they they get a lot of love from feeding tampa bay and they 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 really appreciate it as well they do and they give it back in return yes they do (laughs) you know we just talked about that um in the show before Mm -hmm. about inspiring and encouraging people Mm -hmm. and you can really change life that lives that way and that's what this whole fresh force that's what this program is totally about yeah it's totally about inspiring helping individuals that need the help and making sure that they leave out the situation better than what they came in with. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And I'll tell you, as, uh, as somebody who gets to see the evaluations, mm-hmm. when the students yeah. submit their evaluations mm-hmm. afterwards, they universally enjoy the experience, love Mike Perkins, yes. <laughs> and, and are thankful to Feeding Tampa Bay, and they do feel part of the family. Yes. So even yeah. those who are out working at Blind Tiger, working at Walla, working mm-hmm. at Publix, they still feel part of the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that's really important to us. Absolutely. Right. right. Absolutely. Cool. And we love the reviews because the reviews give us a good insight on exactly where we need to make changes at mm-hmm. and the things that we're doing great for the program. So we love it. So yeah. speaking of culinary specifically, yes. you know, we're sitting in this amazing prosperity center that will mm-hmm. open the first week in February, That's correct. which um, we're recording, obviously, and it's yeah. Valentine's Day today. So we've been <laughs> open a week. <laughs> Go to our social and see mm-hmm. pictures of that, by Absolutely. the way. So check. I hope right. you'll check that out. Yeah. But um, tell us what that culinary program has been doing now and what the future looks like with this well, location. Because of the Prosperity Center, we're going to double our class size in culinary. When we were at the Italian Club, we were doing five to six trainees per cohort. Now we're going to be to do 10 to 12 here at the Prosperity Center, and we love that. Chef Rick is very, very excited about doing that, being able to double in size and be able to help more individuals get through a culinary training. Uh, Literally... He would, I, I got off the phone with him today, and he was like, Mike, you going to see the place? I was like, yes, I am. <laughs> He's like, you're going to love it, and I did. Yeah. I, I do, exactly. So, um, you know, Chef Rick has built a great curriculum to make yeah. sure people are getting a chance to learn everything they need to learn 
to go work into a restaurant. Um, from from the knife cutting to yeah. uh, meal prep, uh, he's doing you know measurements and that kind of thing. So he great he he built a great curriculum to make sure when students come out, trainees come out of our program, they can actually walk into somebody's kitchen and get a job. Mm-hmm. Well, and the great thing about Chef Rick is mm-hmm. he's a Hillsborough County rock star. That's right. right. He, yes. he has over thirty years in culinary training yes. and has you know some huge. Uh, successes yes. under his belt as far as kids in his care and yeah. I can say kids because they were high school <laughs> <laughs> and right. they were students they were um, students and right. his care went on to great successes over right. the years mm-hmm. so um, as far as having that uh, culinary experience that trainer that lead mm-hmm. and that person that genuinely cares about you true uh, chef Rick is aces mm-hmm. I have enjoyed mm-hmm. knowing him over the past year or so yes. and he's just um, really the best at what he does all around he's a character for he's sure. a character yeah, for sure <laughs> well i was exactly. i was waiting that's why i just kind of stay in the ring <laughs> we and love he, and he's super fun to be yeah. so oh, yeah. you know yeah. so again he fits in with the fam yeah. <laughs> exactly. absolutely so, so it's tough to paint a picture on a podcast but chef rick is a, a rough rider which yes. is a, a part yes, of a motorcycle is. club here in tampa <laughs> no. and then he, yes he, yes no, but he is, and he wears the whole costume. Uh-huh. It's like Teddy it's Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. And, uh, so I still haven't seen him in a costume. You haven't? I still haven't seen him in a costume. Oh, it's great. Yet. I saw him I handing out the that. bears and yeah. the beads, that kindness yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Which we d- actually did yesterday, yeah. which was amazing, and yeah. so many people appreciated the Rough Riders. Yeah. yeah on February sure. 13th, our little warm-up for Valentine's Day. So, you know, Chef Rick helped us connect with new friends and old to work with the Rough Riders, and we've done some things with Doug. FLA with them. Yeah. So he's just kind of really making feeding Tampa Bay part of his whole life. <laughs> That's good. Like the rest of us do. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We did a teddy bear run last year to help yes. him raise some teddy bears mm-hmm. so they could give them away too. Yep, he yeah. did. And then we, we went to Manatee and yep. went to Boys and Boys Girls, and Girls Clubs. Clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just... Uh, it's yeah. a great family. It's it a great is. family. It's yeah. a great family. It is. Absolutely. It is. And a way to join our family is to sign up for Fresh Force. We did mm-hmm. just start a new cohort. Mm-hmm. So you can watch how that goes on our social. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when the opportunity is open and you are interested, please go to feedingtampabay.org and Force slash Fresh Force. You mm-hmm. can see. You can sign up from right there. Yeah. And it's a, explain the application process. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the application process is very, very simple. We want to make it very simple for anybody that wanted to join the program. There's called a jot form. They simply go to our actual website, feedingtampabay.org, with the four slash Fresh Force. The application is right there. You can do it on an iPad. You can do it on your cell phone. You can do it from home. You can do it in your car. You can do it anywhere. <laughs> right. And it's very simple. And the applications come directly. There's no filter in between. It comes directly to me. Mm. There nice. you go. Directly and Lem Scott. You guys worked. So we can't forget to And not forget Lem. <laughs> so now they come people. to me and Lem. That's yeah. true. Right. You guys. Exactly. Well, you've. You know, you need help. Exactly. You've got all this popularity. You've got all this success. You need. Mm. Yes. You guys absolutely. need to teamwork there. And it's been growing the whole time. I mean, I, yeah. I've, I've been over to an Italian club to take some pictures of yeah. them working, and it's like shoulder to shoulder. I mean, this place is probably six times the oh, size of the kitchen. Yes. Right. Six times the size of the kitchen. Absolutely. Yeah. It has to be. So they'll be able to, you know, because I, you know, what is what's like the ratio? Like, how many people come in wanting to do culinary? Compared to you know warehouse or well, or I mean trucking. we were when we were choosing, we, we can only choose five people. You had yeah. thirty or forty people that want to do the culinary. Oh wow, yeah, that's so, gotta be tough. So yeah, it, it's always tough with week zero. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
you know, we don't like to take, we don't say no to anybody. We just say not yet. Mm-hmm. So if people cannot get into a particular cohort. We push them to the next cohort. Yeah. We yeah. don't say no. We never say no. Yeah. <laughs> Give me all well, and, and we've seen that too. I mean, like we, we've talked about Kavarius on the show who yeah. like was working warehouse and decided he wanted to get into trucking. So yes. there's like, you know, there's always that opportunity to kind of move laterally or, or diagonally or however, you know, if you're Absolutely. interested in another field, you can go in and yeah. learn it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's true. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Mike, yeah. we talked cool. a little bit with that about one of the really cool things about this Prosperity Center mm-hmm. is that we'll have all sorts of supportive services right next door. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Why don't you tell our listeners just a little bit about how Fresh Force is more than just yeah. job skills? Mm-hmm. So we do a, a supportive services piece ourselves through Fresh Force. Uh, we have MSW on staff, Will Marie, great. Mm-hmm. Um, before we even invite them to week zero, we send them out an actual jot form application. That's kind of like a jot form application mm-hmm. to find out exactly where they may need, they have barriers at, what they need help in. Is it gotcha. housing? Is it transportation? Is it SNAP? Um, and we make sure we get those measurements back before we actually have them come to week zero. That way we know exactly what a person may or may not need through the process of the program. We want to make sure we get people through the program that can succeed and pass the program. Right. Right. Um, so we want to know those things up front. Do, do you need help with housing? If you do, we'll, we'll, you know, Will Marie will actually refer you to somebody. Um, right. If you do need help with SNAP, we can definitely do that on staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do need help with transportation, we can help with that. So we want to know exactly what a person is, is dealing with before they come to week zero so we can try to help them. Right, right. right. So you can take care of them Absolutely. Best. So Absolutely. another part of that taking care is... Every student that's accepted into the mm-hmm. program, be it at that time or delayed, mm-hmm. um, has a stipend. Mm-hmm. Explain why that has been so important for our team to offer. Well, when the program was first started, we didn't want to bring people into a situation where they're already having problems. They already have barriers. We wanted to make sure we were giving them something back while they're doing a training program. So that's how the stipend came into play. Mm-hmm. $12 an hour is a good sweet spot right now for people yeah. that are looking to try to help and try to change their lives. Yeah. Um, the stipend is probably the biggest draw to the program at this point now. People love the fact that they're actually going to get paid to train and mm-hmm. learn. Uh, and then at the end of it, at the end of the day, they're going to still try to get a job as well. Mm-hmm. Well, for so, training, you're usually paying out. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You usually yeah. pay. If you're going to a school, you're paying you're the school. Right. Yeah, you're in debt. You're in debt. We're I'm taking sorry. that burden away from you by yes. paying you to actually be here. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. From day one, when we were building Fresh Force, we, we wanted to make sure we controlled everything we could yes. so that our students, our trainees, mm. can focus entirely on learning those skills yes. that will move them forward in life. Yes. Some of that is hard skills, right? They will get culinary certification. They will get serve safe, food right. handling certification, manager certification. Mm. But they'll also get soft skills because many of them don't really have a clear understanding of what it's like to work in a kitchen exactly. when they come in right. day one right and it's hot and it mm. is fast paced <laughs> and it is frustrating tense. and tense mm-hmm. and yeah. so we make sure that we walk through all of those pieces with our trainees as well to develop those soft skills mm-hmm. so that when we turn to our friends in the restaurant industry and say this graduate will help you yes you know this graduate is exactly who you want right in a future employee we know that because we asked the industry before we even started the program right yeah Yeah, our industry council told us from day one listen (laughs) i can train a person to cut i can train a person to wash dishes i can train a person to be a meal prep person 
but I can't teach them how to come to work on time, mm-hmm. how right. to be professional in the workplace, how to have workplace etiquette. And we're doing that mm-hmm. yeah. through Fresh Force. You know, through the eight-week program, they're doing soft skills every Monday. They're learning employment skills. They're learning the customer service skills. And that's what the big takeaway is for our partners and employers is the fact that right. we're giving them those skills before they actually start in your organization. Yeah. They have those skills on, on top of that. Right. So every Fresh Force graduate has this leg up yep. to mm-hmm. any other applicant. That's Not right. only are they certified in everything that they do, mm-hmm. Uh, they've also got the skills and know how to communicate best. Absolutely. With leadership. That's right. With peers. Uh, they also learn how to take care of their funds, mm-hmm. uh, which That's is real important, yeah. especially if you're trying to restart your life. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you help them with banking. Anything else that we need to mention? That well, we do financial literacy. Yeah. Uh, we talk about, we do medical. We do we uh-huh. help them with getting medical benefits as well. Uh, we do everything from medical benefits to financial literacy mm-hmm. to employment benefits, interviewing skills, resume yes. workshops. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, they get it, they get a little bit of everything when they go through soft skills. With visioning us. board, visioning board, vision yeah. boards. Absolutely, it, we talked about it a little mm-hmm. earlier with that. That mm-hmm. you know, having hope, having mm-hmm. an idea of what your future might be. And then moving forward, you know, he does that with students at Academy Prep and we Mm -hmm. incorporated that into our work. And Mm -hmm. so when someone comes through and they're a graduate of Fresh Force, not only do they have the skills, Mm -hmm. they've been paid to do the training, Mm -hmm. but they also have an idea of where they want to go. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And you know what? The funny part about it is when we started the vision boards from the first cohort, it was very amazing to me to find out that most people had a vision board already. Oh, wow. And mm. through every cohort we've had so far, the first four cohorts, people already have vision uh, boards already. That's so cool. Right. On their refrigerators. They brought, I mean, it was like. They just Pinterest. bring it in. Here's mine. It's so already So we done. were like, okay, uh, this does work. Okay. Right, yeah. right. So people have vision boards on what they want to do in life. People want to wow. travel, what they want to have in the next five years. And so. Uh, it's easy for us as it's at this time now because a lot of people just walk in with their vision boards already ready to go. That's great. Wow. <laughs> yeah. A good start. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, Mike, we want to thank you. No problem. Thank friend, you. Friend, teammate. You. Yes. All of the above. And uh, <laughs> we appreciate you no and problem. all your hard work and your vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I guess we leave on this Valentine's Day that you can love someone every day. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that right. we all believe, whether it's that the Bullard Family Foundation or mm-hmm. us at Feeding Tampa Bay, every single human being is capable and has the spark. We've just got to help them with it. We do. That's right. We do. And that's what we're here Absolutely. for. Whether right. it's food, training, or just inspiring and being kind. So go out there and love somebody, people. <laughs> go love somebody. You can learn more about Feeding Tampa Bay and how to join the movement at feedingtampabay.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Beating Tampa Bay.